Tonight I'm going to look at this passage under three headings, okay? Um, and it's the three C's. So it's consistency, cooperation, and confidence, okay? So first we're going to look at consistency. So it tells us in verse 19 that Paul was able to rejoice in the face of a situation. He talks about his victory because of the prayers of his friends and the Holy Spirit that he knew was with him. He had a single mind. He was focused on Jesus and he was confident of the outcome, regardless of the situation, because he was in Christ. When we face conflicts, do we have that same single mind? Are we focused on Jesus? Is he our first thought? I wish I could say all the time that I do. But I usually go into panic mode as my controlling side wants to have all the answers. It wants to know what the outcome's going to be. And then I remember, I am a child of God. I don't have to have all the answers. God's got this. Do we hand over our worries? Do you hand over your worries to God? Do we share our worries and problems with each other? Like Paul had shared, his people knew to pray for him. Others in Christ can pray for us. We're not in the situation alone. Paul did. He was always constant in his approach. Are we constant in our approach to how we approach our problems through God? He didn't try to go through the situations thrown at him on his own. And neither do we. Paul knew he was going through this for Christ's sake. To make his word known and to glorify him. Because of Paul's chains, Christ was known. But because of Paul's crisis, Christ was magnified. Paul's body was not his own, and his only desire was to serve the Lord. He had a single mind attitude to magnify God, to magnify Christ on earth. You might ask, why does Christ need to be magnified? But if you think of it, how can we as mere humans magnify the Son of God. But another way to look at this is the stars are much bigger than a telescope and yet the telescope magnifies them and brings them closer. The believers, us, the body, we are to be that telescope. We can bring Jesus close to the people. We can highlight Jesus close to people who don't know he's out there. To the average person we meet this week, Christ is a misty figure. In history, and he mightn't even be known to them at all, who lived centuries ago. But as the unsaved watch the believer, us, go through a crisis, they can see Jesus magnified and brought so much closer if we call on him. To the Christian with the single mind, Christ is with us here and now. How amazing is that? Matt B. Babcock, who wrote, This is my father's word said, life is what we are alive to. The thing that excites us and motivates us the thing is the thing that really is life to us. In Paul's case, Christ was his life. Christ excited him and made his life worth living. A well-known verse in Philippians 1 verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This becomes a valuable test for our lives if you were to fill in the blanks honestly, what would it be? If you were to say, for me to live is, and to die is, what would your answer be? We must echo Paul's convictions if we are going to share in the gospel with those we meet and with those who meet us. 
God can use our lives to impact others in ways we will never know in this life. The Christian life is a battleground. We are soldiers defending the faith of the gospel. The believer with a single mind can have the joy of the Holy Spirit even in the midst of that battle. Satan wants to rob us of our Christian faith. He plays with our minds and fills us with doubt. How many times in society do we hear, I don't care what you believe, just as long as you live right? It's become nearly a catchphrase that everybody's saying at the minute. The world would have us believe that this is all that really matters, that we live life right. But what we believe determines how we behave. And a wrong belief ultimately means a wrong life. We have a duty to share our belief, to share the true gospel. In our battle, we will have to use spiritual weapons. We need to know the word of God. We need to pray. And we need to depend on his Holy Spirit to give us the power that we need when we're going through those battles. Paul was suggesting that as we Christians are the citizens of heaven, and while we are in here, we ought to behave like we're in heaven. We have to behave as if we're God's citizens. People are watching our lives. We should ask ourselves, am I conducting myself in a manner worthy of the gospel? We should walk, not just talk, a life worthy of our calling we have in Christ. I used to be a personnel manager in Tesco, for anybody who doesn't know that. (laughs) And part of my job was to train future managers to bring people through the company. And it was quite obvious at times that people could talk the talk. um, And they got to places that really they shouldn't have been. But could they walk the walk? And I always found that very interesting. A lot of the times they couldn't walk the walk. Are we walking the walk? Are we just saying the buzzwords? Have we learned the buzzwords and we're saying them? Or is it truly in our lives? Do our lives reflect it day and daily? Are we showing people this week our walk with God as we're out and about in our areas? Are we showing them in our wind down here tonight with each other? Because we need to walk the walk with each other. We need to treat each other properly and build each other up. Are we consistent with our walk with Christ? Paul was asking his people to be consistent with their walk. Paul had a consistency in his walk with Christ. He was imploring his people to do the same. Our actions will speak louder than our words, and they'll be remembered when the words are gone. Secondly, then, cooperation. So Paul in his writings frequently spoke of races and used athletic terms throughout his his letters in the Bible. He pictured the church as a team. He constantly reminded them that it is teamwork that wins victories. It is our teamwork that will win victories for God this week as we work together to promote the gospel. We should strive together to bring that news to the people we meet. No one person is more important than another this week. We all hold value in God's eyes. We all have a role to play for God bringing his message to his people. And God's plan for each of our lives in this room is different. Sorry. He uses the gifts that he has given us because they're all different. And he has given us a gift that if we step out in faith for him, he will use. I used to think that I could never speak or preach. Don't know what I'm doing up here. But 
I used to look at others and think they all seem so much confident and they all have the right words to say and they never seem nervous. And then I realize that it's not me I do this in. It's God's strength. And if he can use me tonight or this week or whenever I'm preaching to reach one person with his message, then wow, that's amazing. I am thankful for that, that God thought enough of me to use me. And the same with you. It's about stepping out in faith. It can be daunting. It can be terrifying. And I still get terrified and I still get daunted. But if you step out, God will never leave you and he will not let it go unheard. Paul was reminding his church in Philippi this important message. We are to build each other up, not knock each other down. I had this analogy when I was writing this. We can be single lights burning in the dark world. And that is good. At times we we are on our own and we should be single lights. But then at other times we should come together as a faith of Christ in him. And our lights should shine so much more better because of the impact of all those lights together. How much more difficult is it for the world and Satan to extinguish us when we are together, when we can build each other up and drying out the drafts. As Christians, we should never seek to extinguish another Christian's light. It's so, there's, the world will do that for them. We should be building them up. We do not do this on our own. Let's flood Portadown this week with our light. Encourage each other to shine. We all have different things going on. We all need support and encouragement at different times throughout the week. Let's look out for each other. Paul was asking his people to do that, his church to do that, to remain strong and to look out for each other. If someone hadn't have encouraged me on my Christian journey, I definitely wouldn't be here today doing this and I wouldn't be doing the job that I now do. Living life for Christ and experiencing his full peace and his full joy. We should remember that the world around us knows only the gospel that it sees in our lives. Some of them, it, it really blew my mind when I started my job and I went into schools and I lived in a bubble where I thought every child knows about God. They mightn't believe in him, but they know about him. They don't. A lot of people out there, God is no more talked about in their home. He's not known. They don't own Bibles. And we live in a world at our doors that really isn't as faithful as we think. And for a time with so many churches, that's so sad. We, should, we really have an opportunity this week in our communities to reach out and show those children that there is a God who loves them, that has a meaning for their lives and that their lives don't have to follow the same trait as a generation before. I feel privileged that I get to go into schools and share God's word freely. Uh, but like with having the privilege, I have a responsibility. And we have a responsibility this week We've put on a blue t-shirt. We've said that we stand for Christ. We have a responsibility to show that image in the way it should be portrayed in our daily walk. When I was preparing for this, I found a verse written by an unknown source. And I thought it was very apt. And it says, you are writing a gospel, a chapter each day, by the deeds that you do and the words that you say. Men read what you write, whether faithful or true. Just what is the gospel according to you? And this week, that's us. What are we writing? What is the people of Portadown or of our different communities 
seeing in our lives as we walk through them. Lastly, I want to look at confidence. We should have confidence in the battle. It tells us in Philippians 1 verse 29, For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. We are not only to believe in Christ, but to suffer for him. Christ has asked us to do this. Suffering is something that we don't often volunteer for. Let's, let's be honest. We would avoid it at all costs. But Paul is saying, when we are suffering for Christ, it is a privilege. God will use our suffering to show others him at work in our lives, to show others what he can do in our weaknesses. He is strong. Others in Christ are experiencing similar conflicts. Again, that is why it is important that we work together, that we read his word together, and that we pray together. Satan wants us to believe that we are on our own, that we're going through these situations and that they're unique, but they're not. We're all going through them as Christians at different stages, at different times, and we can all hold each other up. We can draw comfort as well from the fact that Jesus knows what it's like to be tempted, to be treated wrongly, to suffer. He done all that for us, suffering on a cross to to death and rising again to bring us hope. His blood paid our price. It gave us the salvation we have today. We should also draw comfort in the fact that going through spiritual conflict is one way we have to grow in Christ. As we lean on him, draw from his word, walk with him, our confidence grows, our relationship grows. We learn that we can't live without him. This is what God wants for each of us, a personal relationship with him. He wants us to get to know him, to get to know his plan for our lives. He wants to support us, to help us grow, to bring us through to completion. It tells us in his word that he is the author and perfecter perfecter of our faith. He made us for this. What good work he starts in us, he will see through to fruition. God will give us the strength we need to stand firm against the enemy and this confidence is proof to the enemy that he will lose and that we are on the winning side. This week we are on the winning side. How amazing is that? Three important points I want you just to take away then from tonight. We are to be consistent in our walk through life with Christ. We are stronger as a team. We need to unite together and build each other up and thirdly we can have confidence in the God we serve he is the author and the perfecter of our faith he has won the war for us already he died on the cross and rose again can we just pray as I finish off please father God we thank you for this week for the opportunity to serve you in our town and communities. We thank you, firstly, that we have the freedom to do so, where so many in the world don't. Father, help us always to be brave for you, to show your love consistently in our lives to others, to work together as a team to overcome our differences, that you may be glorified. Finally, Father, help us to be confident in the race you have set us in life, confident that you have already won the war and that we are children of the King. We ask that you would help us grow this week, Lord, as we step out in faith in your name. 
to try new things and especially, Father, to grow our relationship with you this week that we might, like Paul, be able to say that you are the single most important thing in our lives. We ask all these things through your precious Son, Jesus. Amen.